You are listening to the Business Life and Coffee Podcast, Episode 7, brought to you by Jumpstart HR. Not all entrepreneurs start their businesses as a side hustle. In fact, this three-time Inc. 5000 awardee says you should go all in or you shouldn't go at all. Today, I'm speaking with Michael Spinoza, Chief Executive Officer of Unleashed Technologies, a premier provider of web design, custom applications, software as a service, and web development that focuses on quantifiable results for clients. He's giving us an intimate look into the life of an entrepreneur and dropping a lot of nuggets of wisdom along the way. Grab a cup of your favorite brew and let's get started. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at, only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at jumpstarthr. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Business Life and Coffee. This is Joey Price, CEO of Jumpstart HR LLC, and I'm here with Mike Spinoza, CEO and founder of Unleashed Technologies. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, Mike, and your company. Sure. First of all, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me today, Joey. Again, my name is Michael Spinoza. I'm the Chief Executive Officer of Unleashed Technologies. And what Unleashed Technologies is, is it's an enterprise hosting firm. So we do large-scale web and hosting for our clients, and we make it very manageable. Okay, great. And so how do you get started? Well, we got started. That's an interesting story. So, you know, when you get into the... The, or I guess the origination story of any given company, it can be either really boring or really exciting. Right? Yeah. So I like to think this is more on the exciting side as <laughs> okay. opposed to the boring side. So I'll try to keep it short and brief. But long, a long story short, I, I suppose, is uh, about 2006, 2007, I was slated to be one of the youngest vice presidents in the history of a very large organization. I was raised in a background where my father was career career. So he worked for Northrop Grumman and that's what he had done for 30 plus years. And, you know, I was kind of following that same path. Well, when it came time to receive my promotion, uh, what ended up happening was they told me basically that even though I was doing all the work, I was traveling nationally, internationally, I was, you know, had this incredible amount of responsibility that that would not happen for me, that, that I would have to go back and have a minimum of a master's before that they would do that. So I stomped downstairs in traditional Mike Spinoza fashion, (laughs) upset with the information that had been given to me, and I called what is my now partner and said, why don't we start a company? Why don't we do something together? And Unleashed Technologies was born. So the really dynamic part of this story and where it comes in is um, we did do that. We did get ramped up, and just as I was about to... You know, you know, it was really, it was a really crazy time because I was doing both things, and I came to a realization that was, I can't do both things. Am I here mm-hmm. at this job, or am an entrepreneur doing my own thing? Okay. And what it ended up happening is, right when I was about to make the big pinnacle decision to go over to Unleash Technologies full time, and that to be my life, my uh, my wife uh, lost her job. She worked in the financial mortgage market. Mm. So during the crash, she lost yeah, her job. And I, was, 
I was devastated. And I'll never forget what my wife said to me. She said, I said, well, that's the end of that. We can't do that. We had just bought a new home. We were recently married. I mean, you know, the bills were there. Yeah. And she, and she said, no, I want you to go through with it anyway. If there's one thing I know, that you'll figure it out. So I walked in, and against all odds, I made the jump, and I'll never forget the first year. I don't think I made more than 30000 and I didn't know if we were going to be able to keep our house. Yeah. But we found our way. Yeah. And that's, that's the, uh, what is it, the origination story. Okay. The origin story of wow. Unleashed Technology. Wow. I'd, I'd never heard that story before. Um, and you mentioned a few concepts in there that I'd, I want to explore a little bit deeper. So a lot of our listening audience, they are full-time professionals, but maybe they're tinkering with the idea of branching out and doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. When you evaluated the risks of making that pivot and going full-time with entrepreneurship, what were some of the things that you considered, and what would you recommend that our listeners consider when they're, when they're potentially breaking away from a job, and maybe a lucrative job, uh, and, and, and going into full-time entrepreneurship? Absolutely. So the first thing I would say is I'd probably be the right person to ask that question because I had a very lucrative job. I had done very well. Minus the vice president tag or not, I was doing very well for myself at such a young age. And, and, you know, when I look at the decision, it really came back down to one big thing. Because remember, Unleashed Technology at that time was also just web, not web and hosting. Mm -hmm. And if you put a pin in a map and you draw a five-mile radius out, you know, you just do the circle you're going to find 100 web firms. If you look at that model on paper and say, who would do that? You know, <laughs> the, the, risk, the, the math never adds up. Yeah. It never adds, adds up. The risk, the risk tolerance is never right. So, you know, I would say it's really a belief in yourself that you can make some kind of lasting impact and that you're willing to do whatever it takes. If you can't look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to be successful... Then, then, then that's not the jump for you. And that's how I really came to it is as I was, you know, I'll call it living a dual life, skirting that line, what I quickly realized, whether popular or unpopular in opinion, is that I was faking it. Because there's no way you can ever truly, very few people get, get the luxury of being an instant success by testing an idea. And the common conception is, oh, work here. And do this, and then this one, this gets mm-hmm. bigger. I'll be able to that make side, this. You know, the yeah. side hustle, as people right. say. Right. You know. mm-hmm. I'll jump over. Yeah. I like to see the success ratio in that because I'm willing to bet it's very, very, very low. I agree. You know, so, so really it's a belief in yourself, belief in yourself and a willingness to take, to take that risk. Like you just, you have to close the back door because mm-hmm. otherwise it's never going to be as successful as you want. So my advice to them is look at yourself in the mirror and say, Am I the person to do this? Cool. cool. And so uh, as you evaluated and you transitioned and you, your wife lost her job and you still had the house, you're newly married, um, I, could, I could see that as being a challenging time. But what has been the most challenging hurdle uh, for yourself personally or for the, the company this far? Well, you know, we're kind of, there's lots of different elements that when we talk about, you know, when we do these kind of interviews, we talk about the person. Uh, Unleashed Technologies is, is in my opinion, much more company focused. And when I say the biggest hurdle that we've had is, is as we've continued to progress and have this tremendous exponential growth, we've, we've really had to continually redefine ourselves. And that has been at times, you know, you can, you can feel it's palpable 
how much how much that's weighing on the team, all of us collectively, as we try to figure out how, how do we got from there. I mean, we started building $5,000 websites. Today we build $250,000 websites, and we manage and maintain them and have huge hosting environments. Uh, with the original staff still intact, like a large amount of the original staff. So we had to all grow together. So when yeah, I think of the largest hurdle, it's the changing landscape and the expectations of the clients as we continue to, to meet and grow with our mission. Yeah, because I, I imagine that the needs of the $5,000 customer are pretty different yeah. from the needs of a $250,000 customer. Here's what's interesting. The level of effort, it's not the same. So I don't want to, people always yeah. say it's the same. It's not, but the expectation is. So the level of effort is different, but the expectation of the client is very high. Where it gets different is, when there's so much more money at stake, I mean, you really have an obligation on those clients to be tremendously successful. Mm -hmm. And that comes with a whole new level of stress, you know? And you want to step up and make sure that you're always hitting those marks. And I like to think that we have as, you know, a three-time Inc. 5000 winner, things like that. This this team here has just done a tremendous job of, of rising to the occasion, but definitely what's on the line for them and for us is much larger than a $5,000 website, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's, it's more goal-driven, yeah. much more objectives-driven, and that's, that's a better place to be. That yeah. makes us feel like we're making a change, like yeah. we're, we're affecting things, and that's good. That's a good takeaway. Yeah. That's a good takeaway. Um, you mentioned Inc. 5000 three times. You've mentioned the scale of your, of your clients now. Um, what are some of your biggest compliments or biggest accomplishments that that you personally like to celebrate when you're when you're in your office or on a, a ride reflecting on your career? Personally? Uh, both personally. Well, I, I would company. say I would say for me it's always it's always company Stop. celebration. Uh, you know I hate I hate to to keep ringing the same bell, but the Inc. Five Thousand's always meant a lot to me because it gets harder every year that you get it. It's the Inc. Five Thousand is for the fastest growing companies, so mm -hmm. for you to do it three years in a row is extremely difficult. You know, we're hoping for a fourth here, knock on wood, right? Yeah. But um, it's it's very hard to do because you have to keep growing at a very substantial clip to keep up. And going from let's say let's pretend you were two hundred fifty thousand to a million is a lot easier than where we're at four or five million going to trying to double up on that yeah. 10 million so right so the, the game changes so one of the things that we're most proud about is our inc 5000 status um and and collectively i think people will tell you that we we've introduced a brand new way to web and that is through our growth packages the way that we do we believe that the web is fluid and always in motion mm -hmm. so when we're talking about it being always in motion why do we think of that as a uh, an accomplishment because as far as we can tell nobody does what we do now, I'm sure there's someone somewhere out there. It's a big nation, mm -hmm. and there's really smart people all over the place. But yeah. as far as we can tell, we are the originators. We are the, the people that have borne this, this product. And what we've done is we've, we've productized service. So every month you have a set aside of hours that are guaranteed to a service level agreement where most people are used to dealing with very flaky web companies that aren't very um, – uh, their work product is sometimes not the greatest or it doesn't deliver on time. We're very focused on month to month, making sure that you're always growing, that you're patched up, that your websites are safe, that your applications are safe, that, um, that you know, you're, you're just always moving up and to the right. Mm -hmm. And that, that has really set us apart from the pack, and that is what we are most proud of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what are some of the kinds of services specifically that you offer for your, for your clients? 
services that are specific. So that's the best part about the growth model. So what I'll do now is I'll tell you the model. So the whole point of the growth package is that you have access to everything that we do inside that single hourly rate inside your package, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have 80 hours a month, you basically have a full-time augmented web team. Yeah. You know, it, we have packages as low as 20 hours a month for pure support and maintenance up to people that are doing 200 hours plus a month with us. And the way that it works is you're going to have access to uh, designers, developers, solutions architects, engineers, uh, project managers, you know, uh, marketing, digital strategists, all kinds of things. And it's what that month requires, what the need is. So you're basically tapping on each of, the, each of our staff's individual talents and expertise mm -hmm. as you need it in a month without hiring six individuals. Yeah. So the costing drops way down. You have an augmented web team as a director of marketing or a CTO, and you're just always moving forward, and mm -hmm. we're proactive in that. So when you talk about services, I would say web design, web development, uh, application design, um, um, creative thinking, solutions architecting, consultation, hosting. Mm -hmm. I mean, the list goes on. If you're in the web realm... You really need all of these experts now. One of the things that I challenge people to think about is every time someone launches a new creative, really incredible website, the whole world standards raise for whatever you have to do next. Yeah. It's not that it's just what you're doing and you jump up to the next level. You need to jump to that level, yeah. the level in which the new standard has been set. And the way web is evolving you can clearly see that now before we used to have, oh, you got a designer and a developer, and that's super neat. Now we have a front-end developer, which is different than a designer, mm -hmm. along with a UX, UI strategist, or a, a, a content, you know, I'm going to call him a content guru, you know, but sure. a content strategist. Yeah. You've got developers. You've got the solutions architect, which for us is, now a lot of people would refer, them, refer to them as a business analyst, sure. working with the PM. and So all of a sudden you've got six people to do the same job that, when the expectations were lower, only took two. Mm -hmm. But you need all these specialties. And what people don't realize is you really do need all those specialties to have a really strong impact on the web today. Yeah. To be special. That's good. Um, what, what motivates you to succeed in your business? I don't know. And that's the best answer that I could be. <laughs> I've always been super intense. I've always been super energetic. I will tell you... Um, I will tell you not letting my team down is what really fuels me to succeed. And I yeah. mean that. Uh, I think a lot of times when people say stuff like that, it's rhetoric. It's like what we're supposed to say. But I, 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 really, I really mean that. I'm really behind that because, you know, we're all depending on each other to do something great. Otherwise, we're just another web firm. And what's another web firm? Mm -hmm. It's another web firm. And uh, while some people may be satisfied to that, and I certainly don't mean to insult people out there, it's not going to work for us. Yeah. That's not the goal is as we grow and being a small business today, running in that 5 million zone, that is not our expectation. Our expectation is to be the largest, most premier, you know, superior product driven company in the United States. That is our goal. And I think that it's interesting because we've, we don't have any investors. We've done it all from profit and we're just on the next step of our journey, you know, and now it's time to get us from 5 million to 10 million, then from 10 to 15 and then to 30 and you know keep breaking through so what drives me to succeed is I always feel like if I had to pick now a personal aspect of it is I want to set a tremendous example for my children that no matter what happens when the sun rises and sets it sets on you know Michael Spinoza Inc just like it sets rises and it sets for Joey Price Inc yeah. meaning you're everybody's in business for themselves mm -hmm. and their happiness of their lives yeah 
I want to show them that that doesn't that does that doesn't have to be dictated to you. It doesn't matter if you have a job or you're an entrepreneur. It's that it's that you're doing it on your terms, mm-hmm. and you're you're finding that success in your life, and that you're enjoying it. And I want them to have that example. Um, one thing I used to tell my wife uh, when I was unhappy, because as much as I was about to be a vice president, um, and we've heard that part of the story, but I was very unhappy. I was doing it because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I was that was you get a job, you drive a career. That was miserable, yeah. and that's why my wife said, "Go ahead, we'll figure it out. Whatever life brings us, we'll figure it out." So, um, I remember saying to her, "I'm meant for something better. I'm meant for greatness." And I think that if everybody looks into their soul, they believe that about themselves. They just don't know where greatness is. Yeah, go find your greatness. Go find your greatness. And I, I have not yet, <laughs> you know. But uh, to my, if you ask my wife, she would tell you. I'm never going to find it. Sure. You know, that, sure. That, that there's nothing that will be good enough for me. Sure. So, but I beg to differ. I think there's reflection coming sometime <laughs> in the next two decades, you know? But yeah. That's yeah. when you know that it's time to leave the game, when you reflect. When okay. you're like, that's yep. how I feel about it. When you're like, look at what we've done. Yeah. Now I got to go. It's like you, you got know? to the mountaintop. And right. You, you survey the landscape and you're like, Okay. Where, you, where's the next mountain? Right. Know? If you're not looking for the next mountain, it's time to set. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, time to yeah. take a break and let someone else find yeah. find the next peak. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, that that's a good takeaway, too. Being in that constant pursuit of whether it's happiness, like the, like the movie, or perfection, or, you know, the ultimate goal, um, it can lead you down a path of, of creating things along the way where you can look back and you can still say, hey... Even if I haven't found what I was aiming for, because I don't, I may not even know what that is. Right. Along the way, I've created something pretty cool. You know, right. it impacted lives. Um, that's pretty cool. Did you? No, I'm, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Um, what would you do differently if you could start this whole thing all over again? Oh my gosh, that's that's the million dollar question. I mean, quite literally, the million dollar <laughs> question because. Um, the first thing you do is you, you say, well, I wouldn't have done these 10 things. I sure. wouldn't have taken these deals. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, I would have jumped right to this and right to that. But it's interesting because I don't know that I would have gotten here without those experiences. So assuming I could jump back, I tell you right now, I'd say I wouldn't play as much in the, the, the smaller market cause we, we weren't very good at it. Sure. I'd, I'd start right from the beginning, bringing that hosting aspect on so we could do, you know, woasting mm-hmm. and have that full web management kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, uh, I'd make a, I'd make a more than a couple changes, but that's the joy of hindsight. And it's 20, you know, it's 2020. Yeah. So I don't know that I would change anything to the journey really up to this point because I had to have it. I think that if you ask me my want, being you know a business in business for seven to eight years, I'd say I'd love to have made that four and be here, mm-hmm. you know. But I think that we all have to we all have to walk that path. Yeah. This is this is I've always been an entrepreneur by nature. I just have have not exercised it, you yeah. know, to yeah. the way that I'm exercising it this time. Um, and I used to have a little paintball company. I had a little. I had stuff all over the place, but I had to have to go through this experience. So, if assuming I'm not with Unleashed Technologies for the rest of my natural life, you know, 
the next experience, that's when I get to leverage everything that was learned here. That's when I get to do those things. Um, keep in mind, we had 500 bucks when we started up. So I'll also have different elements because I'll have more than $500. Yeah, when I, $500 <laughs> now is probably play money. Right, now. right. So, so I'll, have a, I'll have a different approach entirely on how yeah. I'm going to get into the next thing Man, if I get into a next thing. I'm excited to see the next venture for Mike Spinoza. Years down the road, mm-hmm. or if something you know you you side you sidestep and do something, it's going to be exciting because you're going to bring that focus and those years of experience to the next thing. Well, so. it's int- you know you people ask what you learn along the way, and what I've learned is I'm wholly unemployable. That is what I've learned in this process. I couldn't do this another way. Uh-huh. Um, I just remember always uh, being frustrated, things like that. And there's some people that um, we're, we're just different as human beings, and uh, you know the joke always is. is is for them is I'm unemployable like if I I'm either doing this or I'm doing something else but I'm always yeah. I'm always at the upside I call it the upside down pyramid so while I'm at the top from a title perspective really my job is to serve everyone else sure but I get to serve on my terms and I get to be really involved in the vision and the strategy of where we're going and that just tickles my fancy nice. I, you know so I love it good 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 um, for for the listening audience they're on many ends of the spectrum there. There are those that are firmly secure in their professional life. Uh, there are those that are starting out in their entrepreneurship. Uh, and then there are those that have been involved for a while. Um, but, it, but meeting the Inc. 5000 requirements is very rare. And it's, it's like the holy grail of entrepreneurship, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it been like to hit that year after year? You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because I'm going to give you an answer you're not expecting, and it's stressful. It's stressful because a new expectation is set for you. Yeah. Not just for you, like as a company, you being the royal you, yeah. the Unleashed Technologies, but for everybody watching you, right? Like yep. it's So it's not just internal, it's external as well. They're now viewing you as as, as as something terrific, and you want that, but it's, it's a very, it's a mind change because before Unleashed Technologies was under the radar. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to we got to cruise and we kind of liked that. We were the scrappy underdog. Yeah. And being the scrappy underdog, everybody roots for a scrappy <laughs> underdog, Joey. You yeah. know, they, yeah. everybody's into that. I agree. You know? but, yeah. and, and I'm not saying that it spawned enemies, not none that we know of, but it changes the world's impression of you mm-hmm. and what they expect from you. And you want to live up to that expectation. Mm-hmm. You do. People say, well, what other people think doesn't bother me perception and expectation to me are have have a have a line you know and and i think that we want to live up to the expectation but i won't conform to your perception mm-hmm. does that make sense i want to live up to if your expectation is that i'm always doing uh 100% that unleashed technologies is always full on i want to live up to that expectation mm-hmm. but i won't live up to a a perception because a perception is dangerous right yeah. people always talk about perception is truth there's a lot of truth to that yeah. that that statement unfortunately yeah. but very rarely do i find that people's perceptions are really accurate of what's happening what's going on things like that yeah unless of course it, they think that everything is wonderful which is absolutely true <laughs> at all times but you know uh, for for us it was stressful is the word that i would use exciting sure. and stressful sure sure so that's it, an honest answer yeah that's an honest answer um, how can people contact you and how can people learn more about 
unleash technology. Well, of course, you know we've just you, we've just done a whole rebrand and an exciting new thing to really usher in all that all the success that the team has accomplished. So definitely check us out on the web. Okay. It's uh, www.unleashed-technologies.com. Um, reaching out to us, there's phone numbers, there's emails. We're very, we're very, I guess, I don't have a better better word for this, touchable, you know. <laughs> so please don't hesitate to reach out to us if you want to learn more about us. Or uh, I'm always here, too, for other entrepreneurs that mm-hmm. want to, you know, have a quick discussion or something. I think the way to foster better entrepreneurs and business businessmen business women is to is to be available for them i'll tell you i was very privileged in my career to have terrific mentors but the one thing i'll i'll counsel everybody out there about is i sought them out mm-hmm. i didn't expect them to come to me mm-hmm. i mean just tremendous individuals like uh you know at one point paul moritz was a a big time um, a big time mentor of mine, uh, Frank Quirk, who was the CEO of you know five hundred million dollar Macro International, and I just wouldn't take no for an answer. I was like, "Come have lunch with me, talk to me," you know. Yeah. And 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 if you're gonna forge those relationships with individuals that you feel have some level of accomplishment, be prepared. Be prepared to ask them the things that matter, and that that while while to them when you ask them they might be chuckling in their mind because yeah. that is um, typically what. You, you care about as a starting out entrepreneur and what you care about as an established entrepreneur, there is a wide berth there. Yeah. I think of it as dating. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. I'm married now with three children and it's totally different than when I was dating in high school. What yeah. I worry about and and what's important to me and my family are totally different than what mattered back then, right? Absolutely. So it, it adopts and you look back and you shake your head and you go, oh, I can't believe I did that. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say one more thing though to sure. all the entrepreneurs out there. Don't worry what other people are doing. Don't worry about it. And don't worry about what their perception is. That's where you get caught up. So we like to think that every entrepreneur has the most original idea in the world. I don't know that that's true. We run a hosting firm here, a web and hosting firm. We've put our own spin on it. I think we've been very innovative on how we deliver the service. But at the end of the day, there are other people out there that do what we do. The benchmark for your success isn't how good the next competitor is doing. Focus on you because it'll eat you alive. Yeah. And you don't want that. Just straight and narrow, stay the course, figure yeah. out what they're doing. Now, I look at my competitors all the time, but only from a research perspective. I want to know what they're offering, what's hip, what's not hip. And I have no doubt that they do the same thing with me, you know? And it's funny because you can watch us all copying each other and trying to figure out what we're doing. And, you know, but that's the American dream. That's, yeah. that's the, to your point, that's the hustle, right? Is yeah. that we're, we're, we're all trying to be better than one another because that's what drives us to excellence. Yeah. And the only people that win are the clients, you know, because yeah. we're, we're, we're trying to make ourselves better nonstop. So. What, what's, it, uh, what's that slogan for that uh, bank website or that lending website? Uh, when banks compete, you win. Yes, exactly it's, yeah, right. It's, it's sort of the when same we're, thing. When, and, and, and it's funny because the first thing people think about when they think about a compete is that not just comedy. It's like, oh, it must be cheaper. But that's not, that's not the win. The win is how great the product is. Mm-hmm. America has so much to offer because we went from this industrial product producing world. Well, now we're at a, a phase shift where we're consultative. Mm-hmm. We're service driven as yeah. a nation. Yeah. And people, people, you know, some people have a really hard time wrapping their head around that. Other people, you know, like myself, say, I don't know if it's all good for this country, but what I do know is that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. So we might as well be the very best. So let's make those services and those products the things that service the top tier 
better than anyone else in the whole world. And that's where we need to put our focus. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what I'm about. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're coming to a close, but there was something you mentioned a few minutes ago that I wanted to jump back in. You talked about the, the, um, the, the breadth between what a starting out entrepreneur cares about and what an established entrepreneur cares about. For those that are getting there, uh, you know, and sort of putting the carrot above, you know, the carrot on the stick, um, what are some of those things that early stage entrepreneurs, um, maybe not so much caring entirely, but what should they be mindful of as they evolve into that, into that established entrepreneur so that they can remain successful? Absolutely. So the first thing that I would say is, is money. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I talked about being in the business of, everybody's in the business of themselves, and it's most important that we unify as a team, but we also respect those individuals. As an entrepreneur, you are starting out, unless, again, you are extremely lucky, you will not be making much money, and you need to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a reoccurring theme all through your beginning phases of how you do it, because you're going to also, any money you make needs to be reinvested back into the organization. So um, one of the things you really start caring about, I'd say about in year two, two or three, is the fact that, you know, if you're, you know, there's two types of directions. You have to understand, like, do I, do I build value or profit? And the answer is some, some point they merge in the middle. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So yeah. if this is far left and this is far right, if, at the beginning, just build the value. Because at the end of the day, the value is what brings the business. And then profit comes from that organic structure of figuring out, okay, I've built value for over three to five years. People care about what I'm offering now, and my phone's ringing a lot. Mm-hmm. How Now I can associate a profit with it because it has a value that's high enough that says I'm worth it. Mm-hmm. Unleash Technologies is worth it. I'm going to show you that we're worth it. right? So, so, But in the beginning, that's very hard to establish. So when you talk about things to be mindful of, money will come. Stay patient as possible. Don't kill yourself. Take what you have to take to survive. But maybe you don't need the BMW. You know, maybe you don't, like, understand what your goal is for your company. I have a friend that has a three-person organization. uh, They're unbelievable. Mm -hmm. They drive so much value. They do so much great stuff. Um, that, you know, they make unbelievable money, not just for their organization, but for them personally. But that was always the goal. Mm-hmm. The goal has never been, let's be a 50-person organization. Let's take over the world. The, the goal was to be the very best at what they did as a, individuals inside a collective. And that's worked for them. Mm-hmm. Our goal was different. And if your goal is to be bigger, to grow a larger company, you're just going to have to realize that for the first four or five years, employees will, and we actually don't use the word employees here, so just as a definition for your podcast sure. uh, listeners, uh, for us, a team member is an employee. So yeah. team members often get paid more than you, and they don't know that, and you don't, you don't need to explain that to them. And I'll tell you why, because, because your sacrifice is apparent to them. And if it's not, you need to look at the, the leadership style. Um, one of the things I always bring up is... Uh, if leadership isn't sacrifice, then you're not being much of a leader because a leader leads from the front. He doesn't, he doesn't order from the back and watch the troops disperse. I have never told anybody to do something that I wasn't willing to do myself. I've passed out pizza, pizza on late nights. I've filled coffee. You know, I've done all of that. And there's no pride for me. And it's funny. It's 
I want the team members to have that pride. You know, I, I don't I don't need that pride. You know, what do they say? Pride comes before the fall or when ego exceeds exceeds intelligence, you're doomed to failure. So yeah. so just realize that if you have people that are making more money than you and that you're you feel like you're in a really tough spot and that's that's okay. That's that's the thing. And if, if you do a really great job, a lot of them will stay with you for the majority of that haul. And when they do they'll wish you the greatest in your successes and where when it, it does start working for you, you know, yeah. as opposed to say, you know, look at this guy, you know, I hope you understand what I'm trying yeah. to say. I, I understand it. And I am sure it's going to resonate with a lot of people. Uh, any, any parting thoughts? Parting thoughts? Be all in or don't, don't, don't go. That's that's be all in, and um, every obstacle is an opportunity. One of the things there's two two things that I used to say to myself: every problem has a solution, which is obstacle opportunity. I got it refined, you know. As I get old, and you know, I need my walker, so yeah. you know, right? right? I got it refined. Now it's an obstacle is an opportunity. But before I used to, I used to be so riddled with anxiety and so nervous because we're trying to make something great, and there's like of us and there's you know I'd be like oh my goodness what do I do and you know I look back but what I used to always say to calm myself down was for every problem there's a solution there is no problem that can't be fixed Mm -hmm. and you've you've got to live by that mantra because uh, really the success of an entrepreneur and how well they do is how much how much they're willing to take and keep moving forward and keep doing the things that they're doing because uh, understand a a life a life of, of of being a leader for you know we have i'm not the only leader here we have many leaders here is understanding that when people need you and need your help you're the you're the go-to you have to figure you have to figure it out there's no step above this step yeah this is it yeah so yeah i would say just just keep your head down and be all in don't don't do something halfway because something halfway what do they say 90 percent of everything is crap (laughs) right right (laughs) don't be crap yeah um uh, we used to always take put that on a t-shirt don't be crap don't be crap <laughs> no you know and and it's um it's funny because when when we were we started in 2007 2009 i basically blew my gasket and i said we're a six out of ten there is nothing special about us and that's when i decided to do the growth packages and that's when i decided to um, map how we were delivering the service and then become specialists in open source and we almost went out of business six months later but we didn't mm-hmm. But we didn't, mm-hmm. and now we're something that people care about, right. and that's that's the difference. Good, good. Well, uh, definitely, if if Unleash Technologies and Mike Spinoza are not on your radar, make sure you follow them on Twitter and connect on on their website, and they're doing really good things. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. This has been another episode of Business Life and Coffee the only podcast that simulates the experience of having coffee with a mentor, industry expert, or fellow colleague. If you've enjoyed this episode, give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read your comment on an upcoming show. You can find show notes, episodes, and resources for your career or business at businesslifeandcoffee.com. If you have a topic that you want to learn more about, but don't have time to grab coffee with an expert, Email us at info at businesslifeandcoffee.com and tune in for that topic on a future episode. Also, you can reach me at Twitter at JVP said. This is Joy Price signing out, and I'll see you next week.